Thank you for joining us on Community Focus this morning, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida continues to make a difference in so many ways, committed to service hours that include beach cleanups, projects to help the homeless, selling those delicious Girl Scout cookies, and raising outstanding citizens and powerful leaders. Four of our last five First Ladies were Girl Scouts. Melinda Gates, Queen Latifah, even Queen Elizabeth was a Girl Scout. Well, joining us today to tell us about this year's Lead the Way Luncheon on September 13th is another powerful woman who we have looked to for local TV news for years, and now the president of her own firm, Lori Jennings Live, former Girl Scout Lori Jennings. Welcome to Community Focus. Hello, Ellen. It's so great to be with you. Always is. We see each other every year, at least once, at the Lead the Way luncheons for the Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida. And you yourself have been a keynote speaker. You've been an honoree. This year, you're going to be the panel moderator. I know and every year I'm there, you're always there, too. You're always <laughs> introducing me or I'm introducing you. And that's such fun because we are bound by the Girl Scouts. Well, it's an amazing thing. The difference is that you can still put your sash on. <laughs> which is, that's the moment when everybody just goes, what? <laughs> like, how did she do that? But maybe... You're right. They are kind of small. I'm actually looking at it right now. Every time I do anything with Girl Scouts, I look at my old sash and I always laugh because my sewing badge is held on with a pin. Oh, that's so... I couldn't even sew it on. I was just going to say, why not? <laughs> I know. I do know how to sew, but I love how my last four badges are just pinned on pathetically. But it says Southwestern Connecticut and the three B's and all my little notes. And now I have a really normal size sash from Lead the Way last year when I was an honoree. That's, so that's right. really special. Right. Let me ask you, you know, having been a keynote speaker and an honoree and this year the panel moderator, you know, there's this phrase, once a Girl Scout, always a Girl Scout. What is it about Girl Scouts that made you hang on to that sash all these years and keeps you coming back for their events year after year? It is the power of women, the power of girls. And I think when you grow up having those first experiences, your first camping out experiences, your first tent that collapses on top of you, mm -hmm. the getting your hair cut in front of the whole group of girls and looking terrible, learning about your hygiene. I mean, they were crazy experiences. I think all the Girl Scouts came to my house to watch my puppy give birth. My mom woke us up in the middle of the night and we watched my little dachshund give birth and, you know, licking all her little puppies and all that happens when a dog gives birth to six puppies. It's a big deal. And it's just some of those early, early learning experiences and coming of age as a young girl. Again, the camping trips were unreal. I can remember sleeping. Once we finally got the tent up, I can remember sleeping the whole night, having to lift my elbow with a flashlight because the girl I was with was so afraid of the dark. So I had to sleep with a flashlight, scooting up to the top of the tent right. the whole night. And if I dropped it for one second, she would wake me up. Turn the light on, turn the light on. But you have those bonding experiences. And my mom was a troop leader. And so I think it just stays with you. You never forget it. And how could you ever let go of your sash. You know, that's just right. a real, all those badges that we worked so hard to earn. I definitely have saved everything. And as you talk about your experiences, it sounds like it gave you skills in learning to deal with any crazy thing that comes your way and making you more prepared for the real world. 
it did. And whether it was with my mom or the other troop leaders, I remember one of them also taught us a lot about swimming. She was also a swim instructor. And just going through and spending weekends in the outdoors with the girls and the leaders, you learned so much. And it was a huge part of becoming a leader. And I love the fact that it is still based in those same goals and same beautiful thoughts, but it's also more contemporary now. They're really teaching the girls about STEM. They're teaching the girls about entrepreneurship and it's about life skills and it's still about the outdoors and it's always about cookies, but it's more than that. Now it's about the business of selling cookies. You know, we were just out there, you and I, we were just selling cookies for fun, right? Right, right. (laughs) Now these girls are really making a business out of it and it's becoming the basis of their college applications and they're turning it into more of an entrepreneurial adventure. And I love the fact that now they have media girls, G-I-R-L-Z I saw, and they're really training these girls to speak well in public, which is right up my alley. And your alley. And the girls that have been there and been chosen to introduce you and to introduce me at these events, I am so, I'm just tickled pink when I see how they're such great speakers. They get up there, they have such command over their bodies, over their speech, and they are making us all proud. They really have learned from a very young age to be graceful, to be commanding, and to be able to stand in front of a room of 300 people and speak. And that is a big, big skill that will carry them everywhere in life. Yeah, I often at the Lead the Way luncheon can't decide who has inspired me more, the women who are honored or the Girl Scouts who are currently in a troop and how amazing they are. Like you say, they they have no fear and they will just walk right up to you and introduce themselves. One of them came up to me and said she wants to be a broadcaster. I ended up interviewing her about Girl Scout cookie season. And if she did not knock it out of the the park, she was so (laughs) well-spoken. And, you know, I guess that's why we have people like First Ladies and Melinda Gates, who were Girl Scouts, who reached these positions of power. How did all of that help lead you to being a woman of power and now leaving a job that you were at for many, many years, and I'm sure was extremely comfortable, to going out on your own at this point in your life and starting your own business? And that was a huge leap of faith to, I always thought I'd be doing TV news till I was old and gray. But in a strange way, I still feel like I am. I think I will always do TV and media in some way till I'm old and gray. It's just I decided to step away from the evening news and the pressure of that and the extreme schedule changes with that. It's just so late and it's so overwhelming when you are the main anchor. And I had done it for almost 30 years. So, you know, building up to that role, but just the last 15 years at Channel 10 and such a huge position. You're right. It is not something you step away from easily or lightly. But I think about every 15 years, that role tends to turn over. And I somehow it was just kind of a magic number for me. Um, My father also retired when he was really young. And I think I just had it in my mind, too, as a bit of a goal. And suddenly when you have children and my boys are the identical twins, the same age, and I realized they were 15 years old, they need me now more than ever. And, you know, they're going to be gone in like a year and a half. I I don't have time to sit around, you know, not be with them. And the nighttime schedule is insanely demanding and every weekend and so many special events. So I just knew for me that I had accomplished everything I could possibly do in the nightly TV news business. And now I still, people still call me with news stories all the time. I hope I'll always be the news lady. (laughs) Right. 
right? <laughs> and I love representing the community and people all call me out. They're filling my calendar already with all these charity events and public speaking events. I love representing the community now in commercials and ads and marketing and learning about that side of the TV world, if you will, and about media buying and helping companies like Leon Health and Prosper Jewelry. I'm their brand ambassador. So I'm I'll be on the air very soon, I think in about two weeks with brand new commercials for both. And I'm helping these businesses to grow in our community. So that feels really great. And then I also love helping others professionally, like speaking at at Girl Scouts and helping these young girls and going to their etiquette breakfast a few months ago. That was so much fun to teach them how etiquette plays into everything they're going to do career-wise and school-wise. That was a wonderful event, very smart of the Girl Scouts because etiquette and how you sit properly at a, at a luncheon and which fork to use and where you put your napkin. And these are things that sometimes girls don't learn or boys. So it really, the Girl Scouts are, are really in tune with what these young women need. So I love being out there to help the community in any way. And I'll always be out there with my charities. And again, love being the face on TV of some of our local businesses and hope to do even more of that. And on the side, I also love whatever I can. If some company contacts me, I come in and work with their, maybe their CEO and their CMO and really work on their Zoom skills and their on-camera skills and their interview skills. And I love doing that. I love helping others professionally to be on camera and to be on stage in the most powerful way, because that's just something I've done my whole life. And I bet it did. It did start with Girl Scouts. I probably never thought about it as a young child, but pretty much as soon as I was done with Girl Scouts, I started being on stage. I was the lead of every school play in a (laughs) massive school in Connecticut. I was always the singer, always the actress, Little Miss Drama Queen. And then that really led me to an Ivy League education at Cornell and immediately led me into radio and TV and just really found my niche. I loved to write. That was more the intellect side of me, the writing and learning how to write for news, but also the performing side and being on camera or being in front of a microphone. And that that just really clicked for me. But it has to have all started with the Girl Scouts because that was my main thing when I was young. It sounds like it also prepared you for setting priorities in your life when you talk about how your children are a priority for you now and balancing your life and having kind of your own life now, making your own schedule and setting that as a goal and a priority is a skill that's learned. And I have to tell you from some of the pictures I've seen on Facebook, (laughs) you're doing a very good job of balancing and enjoying a little time to relax, which is wonderful. Thank you. I know every once in a while, my boys, especially in the fall, the fall season is always busy with things. I try to really limit what I'm doing to daytime activities when my boys are at school so that I don't miss time with them. But of course, things come up at night and things I just can't say no to and beautiful charities I can't say no to. And my boys constantly will say, I thought you weren't working anymore. They've gotten very spoiled having me around now. So they really call me on it if I'm gone too much. And just now, I just had four straight days of shooting. The four days before school started, their junior year of high school, and I had commercial shoots for Leon Health and for Prosper for four straight days. So that was a very unique you know, weekend-long shoot. But that comes up once or twice a year. It's not a big deal. So right. luckily, the boys are really supportive. And, I, and it is so important that our children see us balancing everything and they see how we handle stress and they see how we are really good at what we do and what it takes to be good at what you do. And my boys spent the whole summer training for tennis and they were working with a master coach and my husband and I were making protein shakes every five minutes and we were like (laughs) the assistant coaches. And we, as a family, we pretty much gave up our summer to tennis and to see if boys have what it takes. So we will see what happens. But no matter what, kind of like the Girl Scouts teach you, 
This is the kind of dedication and the hard work that it takes to be great at something and to build the skill set to be able to continue on. So I hope they're learning all that. Well, I'm going to wish you luck. As a tennis fan myself, <laughs> I look forward to seeing the Jennings boys in any tournament that there is. <laughs> uh, no. And, and you know what? One's a lefty and one's a righty. So we always say, anyone who knows tennis has heard of the Brian brothers. I was they just going to say, righty, right? yep, they're, so they're going to be the next number one doubles team. <laughs> yes, and they need to keep mom and dad in a style we're accustomed to. Oh, yes, there you boys. go. Go, 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 right? <laughs> Turning everything around. I think Make all those protein shakes worth it. Yeah. Uh, I think they would benefit, too, from coming to the Girl Scouts Lead the Way Luncheon to see young ladies of their age who are incredibly <laughs> smart and they're go-getters and innovators uh, and, and leaders. And also the honorees, because they all have their own unique stories to tell. Can you give us a brief rundown of who is being honored this year? Yes. Well, it brings to mind, first and foremost, my friend Nikki Mohan. We worked together at Channel 10 for so long, and she has broken away from the TV chaotic world as well. And she is now the vice president of multicultural business and community engagement for Visit Lauderdale. So it's so perfect because she's such a vivacious personality. She loves this community and knows it so well. And she's raising a little girl who's exactly the same age as my boys. So we're always talking about our 16-year-olds and life and pre-college and everything else. And she is such a good role model to her daughter of what it takes to succeed and what it takes to be a face out there and a commanding presence in your community. And I know her daughter's already performing on the stage at Broward Center. So I love seeing that. And Kathleen Cannon, the president CEO of United Way of Broward County and talk about a powerhouse. That woman is, she makes me look quiet. She has so much energy. I, I think she's, I think she's a, if you put Nikki and me together, we'd have the energy of Kathleen. And she is really president CEO for, this is, has to be almost 10 years, if not more now with yeah. Broward County, mm-hmm. United Way. And United Way is my main charity. I'm always so proud of United Way and everything they do. It's been a part of my career, my entire TV life. They're such an amazing umbrella organization and they really hone in on the needs of the community and make sure the get to where they're most effective. And Kathleen leads the way. So I can't wait to hear from her on our panel. And then we have a legal partner, an attorney, Janine McGuire with Conrad Insurer. So any woman who has you know already become partner, I mean, she's the senior associate attorney there. It's going to be really interesting to hear her perspective on what it takes for women to rise up these days in the legal world. And speaking of that, we have a judge. So that's kind of fun. Also, Honorable Frances Viamontes. She is with the 17th Circuit Judicial Court. And that's, oh boy, I bet you she has some stories to oh, tell because yeah. you know, Ellen, right? Yeah. Everything happens in South Florida. Oh, I mean, yes. There's a reason oh. that there are hashtags Florida, D U H, Florida man. <laughs> Just all the headlines that start with Florida man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And in the newsrooms, we would always say, only in South Florida, exactly. only in Miami-Dade, or only in Broward, only in South Florida. I mean, things that happen here are crazy. And she has to have seen some of the most wild court cases. So I cannot wait to hear from her. And again, what it takes as a woman to really rise through the ranks as a judge. And then Janice Stubbs is the vice president of student services at Broward College. So she has a huge, huge responsibility there. And Broward College is growing by leaps and bounds. And there's such an emphasis now on diversity and inclusion and 
pulling in a really diverse group of kids. And Broward College, again, is on the rise. So I can't wait to hear what's really going on there, especially since I have boys who are a year and a half from going to college. I'm, I'm open ears to everything about college and furthering education and what the colleges are looking for these days and how these young women of ours and boys can groom themselves to be ready for independent living at college. And I want to mention that the Girl Scouts Lead the Way Luncheon is open to men as well. It's not a women-only event by any means. The conversation when the panel begins, when there's a discussion with all of these women who have risen to such a great level and have done amazing work in our community— is so not only inspirational, but I learn great new lessons every single year. So You do, and it's, it's wonderful. And I know there will be men in the audience. I'm so glad, and we want everyone to turn out if they can make it. It's Tuesday, September 13th. It's just, we always keep it on time. It's 11 to 2 at Signature Grand. It's a great location. It always feels like a lot of people can reach that location easily, and they'll have their silent auction, and we'll get to all network. And we'll give some awards to these five honorable ladies, these wonderful role models in our community. And then, like you did last year to me, I get to put out (laughs) the tough questions to them. And it will really be fun. We'll get them all lined up, seated, and, and just really pick their brains about their careers, their fields, and their best advice for young women and really just young teens in general coming up through the ranks. And they will be inspiring, no doubt. And I am sure that you will have great questions for them and be able to draw out the best of each one and the really key lessons that we can all learn. You, Lori Jennings, are always a fabulous presence at any event. And I know that the audience will love you as panel moderator, just like they did when you were keynote speaker and when you spoke as an honoree. So I encourage everyone. I mean, this is one of the most fun events. Tuesday, September 13th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., the Girl Scouts Lead the Way Luncheon at Signature Grand. You can find information on our website events listing, so you can go there or gssef.org. And really, this is one not to miss. Lori Jennings. And bonus points, bonus points if you wear green, right? I Absolutely, yes. I've got, <laughs> in fact, I'm holding my little pins and my patch that I got when we were presented with the inaugural Community yes. Partner Award. And they're sitting right here with me for extra inspiration today. And I will see once again if this green sash fits me. We'll see if it goes around the waist. Hopefully it fits. Okay. So we will... See everyone that day, and what a great event. You're so wonderful to take time on your show, Ellen. Oh, I'm so happy, too. You know, I like you. I've been here in South Florida for years, and I love our community, and I love talking to the people who make things run and really have an impact, and you're one of them. So thank you. And where can we find information about Lori Jennings Live and see what you're doing? I have a wonderful website that is right at LoriJenningsLive.com. Check it out, and you will see all the things I'm involved in and what I can help you with as a corporation or an executive. And you will see it all right there at LoriJenningsLive.com. And you can check out my Instagram page as well. Same thing, at LoriJenningsLive, and you'll see all the activities And I'd love to hear from people. I try to get back to everybody so you can reach out easily. And I also put a newsletter out at least every other month, but one is coming out in September so I can keep in touch with people because especially during quarantine, it was hard. Everyone felt so disconnected. So I thought it was a nice way to reach out and stay connected with professionals and friends and new friends. And so that goes out to about a thousand people every other month. And that just keeps growing. 
awesome. Congratulations. And I will mention it is L-A-U-R-I-E, JenningsLive.com. Yes. Or just go to the Girl Scouts Lead the Way Luncheon and meet her in person. GSSEF.org is where you can get your tickets or visit our own website to find all the information. Lori, it's always just a joy to talk to you. Thank you for taking time out to talk to us. Thank you, Ellen. And here's to the Girl Scouts. Amen. Joining us now on Community Focus, one of our favorite organizations, Canine Assisted Therapy Dogs. They have contributed so much to our community with therapy dog teams. And in a couple of minutes, we're going to talk to Courtney Trzinski, who is the Outreach and Development Director. But first, I want to welcome Debbie Wellman, who is one of the therapy teams with her dog, Ibo. Debbie, thank you for joining us on Community Focus this morning. You're welcome. My pleasure to be here. I'm curious, how long have you been a therapy team with Canine Assisted Therapy Dogs? It will be four years this November that I've been a team there at CATS. And you and your dog Ibo actually came to our radio station for a therapy visit back in July. You know, we had people who were still dealing with COVID and they felt it would really be helpful. And if you could have seen the emails that went back and forth from everyone who said, oh, my gosh, they were so great. I just felt so much better afterwards. Is that the kind of reaction you normally get when you go out on a therapy visit? Oh, yes, that's always the reaction. I I think people think sometimes, oh, they don't need the therapy dog. But yet after we've had a visit, people say how great it was, how much they loved it, how wonderful it was. So, yes, that's always the reaction. Even when I look at the pictures on your website, catdogs.org, I see people hugging the dogs and you can really see the relief in their faces when they've been through a traumatic experience. Normally, what kind of organizations or situations are you going out to do therapy visits for? Uh, Ivo and I go to a lot of adult facilities, hospitals, colleges, universities, nursing homes, assisted living, high schools, corporate offices. We've been to Amazon. So we go a lot of places. Any place that feels they need a, a dog therapy visit, we're happy to go. And what you're doing right now is a little different from where you're usually going. You are at the Broward Courthouse and have been for a couple of weeks during the sentencing phase of the trial of the Parkland shooter. I'm not going to even mention him by name. After the mass shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, it's been four and a half years since the shooting. He pled guilty and now they're talking about sentencing. Why are you there at the courthouse during the trial? We're there to provide comfort, pet therapy, some pet love, anything that gives anyone that is in need of comfort. Uh, People love to see the dogs and they always provide comfort to families, to individuals, whoever. And you're dealing right now with families and victims of the shooting? Correct. Whoever, we don't always know who it is. We're just in what they call a family room. We're in there um, with the dogs. And I can tell you quick about my experience there. Uh, We had a lady come in. She was very distraught. And of course, we offered her tea. We offered her Kleenexes. We offered her the dogs. And after a few minutes, the dogs were needed in another room, and Ibo and I were in there with her. And Ibo went over and laid down as tight to her as he could get. Mm. He just stayed there with her. And when the courtroom took a break, her grandsons came in and said, oh, are you okay? And she said, oh, yes, I have the dog. 
<laughs> oh, what a feeling that is. Oh, yeah. you, you must feel so good when you see that change in someone who is distressed to Ibo pulling them up and out and helping them feel better. I'm curious, Ibo is an unusual name. What does that mean? It means friend or companion in Japanese. How appropriate is that? <laughs> was he always attuned to people's emotions or was that something he had to learn through the training at Cat Dogs Inc.? I believe I got Ibo at 18 months and I saw something in him. He's very calm. He has a very calm manner about him. And just his personality, I thought he would be good as a therapy dog. And, and obviously he is. <laughs> but you must also be a good, kind, calm person to do your part as part of a team. What have you learned from your experiences in dealing with people in distress? Well, the biggest thing I think I've learned is that I don't always know. When you go into a room and you look around, sometimes as the handler, you think, oh, that person needs eyeball. But I've learned to follow his lead because he knows much better than I do oh my gosh. who he should go to and who he should give some of those big wet kisses that he does. He, he knows that better than I do. Okay. Well, thank you uh, on behalf of all of those who were affected by the Parkland shooting. And really, it's everyone in South Florida who was affected in some way, because it's the kind of thing that we think can never happen here, not in our community. And everything changed in 2018. So we're much more aware in what you're doing. And I know that the dogs were out at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School every day after the shooting, helping the kids go back to school, which they didn't think they could do without that support. So thank you for your time. You're welcome. Oh, absolutely. So Courtney, let me ask you a couple of questions. You know, you've got Debbie and Ibo out at the courthouse now, but you still have all these other organizations that you need to deal with. How many therapy teams do you currently have at Cat Dogs, Inc.? We have about 104 teams right now. Every month we do a new therapy dog evaluation and bring on new teams. But right now it's about 104. How many therapy visits do your teams make per year? We are averaging about 1,500 visits a year. My gosh, I, I don't know how you manage to coordinate all of that. <laughs> are, are there times in the year when you get more requests for visits? Like are the holidays a time where people get the holiday blues, something like that? Yes, there's definitely certain times of the year. For instance, um, May was extremely busy. It was Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. And not only did hospitals and nursing homes want us there, but we had lots of different companies, corporations, businesses that wanted to do something special for their employees to recognize mental health and well-being. So we were at Amazon. Um, we're go going to Pratt Whitney soon. Um, a lot of companies are, are really recognizing the benefits of pet therapy. So during the holidays as well, things pick up and they want us there you know, November, December for extra visits. So do you need more therapy teams to be able to handle the number of requests you get? Yes, most definitely. Um, requests come in daily and we're not able to fulfill every request. They go on a waiting list and we hope that we can get more teams that can eventually help out. 
Okay, I heard the request from the dog in the background. Please help us. <laughs> that, that would be Eyeball. And he's outside, believe it or not. <laughs> he does make his opinion known. Uh, um, I'm sorry. So, no, that was great. He's asking, please help me. I can't be everywhere at once. What are the qualities you need in someone who says, hey, I think my dog can do this. I think I can do this. What are you looking for and how do they reach out to you to become a therapy dog team? Well, we always say the dog, a therapy dog is born. They're not made. So they need to have a great disposition and temperament. They need to like other dogs and they need to love strangers. So they seek out the attention of strangers because every time they go into a nursing home or a hospital or a school, they're all strangers to them. So they need to be comfortable and, and excited to, to meet new people. And then they have to have obedience training. That's very important as well. So it's a whole package. The whole package. And how long does it take from the time? And I guess that depends on the dog, too, and how quickly they learn. Uh, it does, okay. yes. If the dog has a lot of uh, obedience training that's needed, it might be six months before they're fully ready and have passed the obedience test and can now participate in the evaluation. And other dogs, they pick up quickly and within a month they've passed the obedience test. Okay, so if someone hears this and says, my dog is amazing, I can handle it, I want to be a therapy dog team, how do they get a hold of you? Well, they can contact us at 954-990-5175. That's our office number. And we'll be happy to walk them through the process. And another great resource is to visit our website at catdogs.org. And there's all kinds of information on there on how to become a certified pet therapy team. Is that also where someone would request a therapy visit to their organization or whatever it happens yes. to be? Okay, so yes. catdogs.org or 954-990-5175 are the things to remember. Sure. And since this happens to be the weekend, we just passed National Dog Day on Friday. And for us, that was a very big deal. We are a very animal-friendly audience here. And (laughs) so when you have dogs that are giving back and the people who work with them that are giving back, like Debbie and Ibo, that is just such a benefit to our community. So I really, I urge people to reach out to catdogs.org. If you have a dog or you're thinking of adopting one and you find one that seems kind of chill and, you know, has a good vibe and you want to be a therapy dog team, please, you're needed. There is a need for you. You have a purpose. The phone number again, 954-990-5175, catdogs.org. Debbie Wellman and Ibo, thank you for joining us. And Courtney Trzinski, Outreach and Development Director at Cat Dogs, Inc., Thank you also for what you're doing for our community. Oh, thank you for having us. And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about today's show or would like to suggest a topic, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J-A-2-F-S-1-E, at cmg.com. Join us again next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus, and have a wonderful day.